Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for a wed it's Wednesday, isn't it? Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Wednesday. It's Tuesday. I've, I've lost track of days. Uh, we're, in that, that, we're still in that festive New Year period for me. It's uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of January. Of course it is. And I'm sure it's, I think it's a bank holiday, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But here we're live, Joshua, to talk all things Rangers as ever. Um, of course, it's uh, the morning after. Uh, the day before the Old Firm game, uh, Rangers drawing two apiece with Celtic. Um, so we've been talking about, well, we had a reaction video last night. If you've, not, if you've missed that, folks, go and check it out on our YouTube channel. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the match, delve into the detail. Joshua, you've been working on a few, a few things. You've uh, watched the game back this morning. Um, what, what, what have you found? Anything that, that you missed uh, after watching it firsthand? And, and what have you been working on this morning? Yeah, well, sorry for the time delay. That's my fault because I did. I was up <laughs> at six o'clock to watch the game back, Derek, but um, it took me a little bit longer than wow. expected. I mean, interesting to watch it back because, um, you know, we always do that in part. Obviously, we do a lot of analysis stuff on the site and you'll be able to read um, you know, a couple of pieces looking back at a few of the key themes. We're going to look at a piece looking at the substitutions. I actually don't think that Beal did get it wrong. Um, so I'll, I'll save that for the, for the piece later if you want to to read that. Um, but as as well as that, or maybe I shouldn't say that he didn't get it wrong, but I think there's, there's more context to it, um, which will, will be in the piece. But I think watching the game back, Derek, there's a few key themes. Firstly, as the game totally changed for me um, 26 minutes in um, when Alfredo Morelos makes that pressure. Um, after that, Celtic had constantly been able to find three men um, without really creating much. You know, the only shot they had aside, uh, they only had one shot aside from Maeda's opener um, before the half-hour mark. But there was a few dangerous crosses that there was that one they put across the face of goal. Um, that, that maybe could have been tapped in at the back post. I don't think Barisic, uh, I don't think it, it is marking, which off, often isn't great at the back post, um, was the best watching that back. But I think the key difference for me was, was twofold, Derek. Firstly, Rangers started to meet uh, Celtic more aggressively up the pitch. And you, you, you remember that um, who is John Lundstrom, uh, just after Morelos intercepts that and Kent hits the post, Lundstrom manages to, to intercept the ball, win a free kick high at the pitch. There was a bit of a um, disagreement, shall we say, between uh, the two teams. But I think that was an indictment of, of Rangers starting to be more aggressive off the ball. Um, and they changed their shape slightly in the second half to go a bit more 4-4-2 because, uh, off the ball because Celtic had been playing around them quite a lot. But I think the key change came in possession. And Beal said after the game that Rangers needed to use Sakala's pace in a less predictable way. And in the first half, I think it was 30% of the passes into him were successful. Um, and the pass uh, map, which you'll be able to read in the, uh, see in this piece, it was often diagonals to the left that just weren't working from Goldson and, and it was too predictable. And, and as a result, Celtic were able to clear quite easily. After the break, you, you'll notice and everyone noticed that Sakala was mainly playing off the right as, as opposed to moving to the left more. Um, he had far more carries as well as that Morelos won uh, one of nine duels in the first half and five of eight in the second. There's was another thing that the manager highlighted after the game. And, and Kent as well obviously makes a difference with the big moment. Um, but just getting a little bit more freedom by moving a little bit wider, going where the space is, um, I think really helped him. But being able to get Sakala on the ball, and being a little bit less predictable in the attack and, and I think just uh, in, increasing that ag aggression and, and Rangers actually even after they went into the lead they were the one that had more shots uh, up until uh, Celtic's equaliser I think Celtic only had one um, effort yeah, two efforts in the, in the box in the whole game that, that weren't blocked um, 
so, so as I say, there'll be another piece there at looking specifically at the substitution uh, substitute, sorry, and where the Rangers did get it wrong. Um, but up until that point, they, they hadn't conceded much, and you can see that in the game's trend line as well. So, what, watching it back, I think there'll be a lot of things that encourage Beal as well as kind of as we said last night, a lot of areas of the pitch and, and of the squad where he'll know that they need some additions in the, the January window. Yeah, absolutely. So many comments coming in. Let's get to a few of them. Uh, John McFadgen says, uh, had Rangers to win 2-1 of Tav scoring any time, 30-1, oh, a tenner on it. He uh, must be pig sick, John, uh, with that, that that late goal. Jesus. And uh, Graham Corkin, good friend of the show, Graham. Uh, morning, Jets. Lots to be positive about from yesterday. Still a lot of work to do, but moving in the right direction. Can't remember who said it, but I'm feeling it. Um, certainly, uh, he's uh, he's certainly uh, uh, getting a reaction from this Rangers side, Joshua, isn't he? I mean, that's five games now he's been in charge. Um it was so close to being uh, five out of five and maintaining that 100% uh, record. But there is shoots of recovery there, isn't there? It, it's clear to see on the eye. Um, I think uh, that old firm game was was a sort of litmus test for, for many players. Um, they had to stand up and be counted. He did say he had to look in their eyes uh, in his yeah. post-match press conference, which I found really interesting. Um, I wonder what players he, he, he's talking about with, with regards to that. But uh, certainly I don't think there was too many that was majorly off the boil. I know that Tavernier's come in for, for a bit of criticism. He's clearly not uh, 100% fit. Um, uh, but that aside, I think everyone that sort of rolled up their sleeves, didn't they, and, 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 and did, did the best they, they possibly could. But I thought, thought that comment was interesting about, about Bielan. He certainly found these press conferences, not just uh, yesterday, but I think uh, since he arrived at Rangers, Joshua, they've been very enlightening. Uh, I could listen to him speak about football all day. Yeah, I think he's definitely protected the squad and given everyone a kind of um, a fresh opportunity. Um, he said yesterday as well, there'll be one or two players who aren't in his plans who he'll have to speak to. Um, he said a couple of players, maybe if they want to leave, I don't think they'll ever play for a bigger club than Rangers. So Beal's press conferences, if you don't watch the whole 10 or 20 minutes, you can actually miss quite a lot of talking yeah. points because he does... Um, not so much give so much away, but I, I think he speaks uh, with honesty, which... Generally, I think is is what people want. I mean, how bored are you of listening to managers who are just media trained and it, and it's yeah. you don't learn anything uh, anything from it. And um, whereas Bill thinks pretty honest, what, what he has done in three games already is, is come from behind and uh, away at Petodre at home against Hibs, both of which were were big games uh, in the context leading up to this game, and then the old firm as well. He's not an, he's not emotional on, on the touchline. Um, which is, you know, anyone who's kind of been at the games and, and um, has seen him, he's, he's he's rarely moved from his hands and pockets just just watching yeah. the game, which I think is interesting because managers have different approaches. Some are more emotional than others. Um, and, and I don't think Beal's football, I think emotion obviously is, is good in football, but at times I think this Rangers squad have been too emotional in the past and unable to recover um, from setbacks, go back to the old firm game in, in April when Celtic went 2-1 up in the first half and Rangers had that whole second half. Uh, how different was it to to the one yesterday where they did manage to get in front and they were aggressive and with a few changes, um, again, you see Lundstrom dropping back into the defensive bit and, and the fullbacks going high, they were able um, to, to recover. But again, to touch on the recruitment comments that he made yesterday, Derek, it's, it's clear as day that he knows he needs players. You, you look at regardless yeah. of what you think about um, if if Rangers should have held on in, in a different manner, they didn't have quality to bring off the bench. Now, obviously, the context of that is Lawrence, Hadji, all the names, Ridvan, that 
that Beal mentioned himself yesterday. Um, but even if I think all those players are there, th- there's no doubt in that a couple of additions, a few additions um, are needed yeah. to this, this Rangers team regardless. Yeah, uh, some interesting comments coming in. Uh, Mark Lawson raises a, a valid point. Uh, Morning, Mark. He said uh, they had a fit bench with more firepower than us. Cholak fit and roof fit would have given us better options uh, for subs. Um, he said if, the, if Rangers were chasing the game, then those two would have been on the park. But I think that was clearly evident, Joshua. For me, uh, the Celtic bench is really strong uh, on paper and the options that they're able to call upon, whereas uh, Rangers, no disrespect to the likes of James Sands, Scott Wright and, and, and what have you, but um, it's, it's, it's not the same level of quality. And I think a lot of Rangers supporters uh, agree with that. Um, and in terms of the substitution, there is a lot of debate as to uh, whether those were, were the right calls uh, that were made. I know you touched on it on it there. There's a nuances uh, involved in that. Um, Dave Fulton raises a point as well when he was mentioning um, strengthening in January and, and wanting players back from injury. He did say Suter... Um, uh, Haji, Lawrence, uh, Rufin Cholak, didn't he? Um, Redvan as well. Who, Redvan, yeah, sorry. Redvan, but Dave yeah. Fulton raises a point here. He says, I did notice uh, Michael Beale didn't mention Big Halander when we reeled off the yeah. players he wants back from injury. Have you sort of just given up in, in Big Phil, Joshua? I, I, I don't know, because you always think with these, you can read into these things or it might just have been that you know, me and you yeah. could think of the six or seven players out injured there. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It just it just yeah. happens, especially after a game like that. Maybe it could just be that, that he's forgotten. Obviously, I think Hellander's contract is up in the summer. He has been out for a long time and he has had a lot of injury troubles. So, yeah, um, it's, it's maybe slightly different to, to some of the other situations. On the topic of left-footed defenders, I think you're seeing why Ben Davies um, is going to be a really, really good player for Rangers. Yeah, I mean... Again, Rangers didn't give up many opportunities, and and watching the game when we were there in the first half, you know, we were sitting next to one another, and at halftime, I, I thought that was a really bad performance. Um, aside from a few crosses at the end, and Morelos and, and Tillman should do better with with opportunities in the box. Um, Celtic, as I say, didn't have many clear cut chances, but I thought they were quite comfortable for that first um, half an hour. Um, but but after that, Rangers managed to change it, and and I think the. The, just the balance of having that left footer and right footer. There was one pass that I, th- I can't remember which chance it was for. Maybe it was across the board of Barris that should hit. But there was one pass Davies played into Kev yeah. through the yeah, Just a really nice pass that you don't see. Yeah. I, I think many, you've not. I don't think many defenders at Rangers can play that type of pass. And that's where the space was for Rangers. It was in between the lines, whereas the space for Celtic was more on the outside because Rangers, um, you know, were, were so narrow when they were when they were pressing. Morelos' two headers had uh, expected goals of uh, 0.13 and 0.14, maybe slightly lower than you'd, you'd think. I guess that maybe comes into the pace of the cross, uh, the proximity of defenders. I think for the second one, he needs to do better because he gets such a good contact on it. Um, and he actually watching it back is quite a quite a big part of the goal to, to aim for. Um, if that goes in, maybe it's a... It's a different game, um, and, and Cholak maybe does finish that. But as, as Buell says, I think the fact that Morelos was able to win a, a good percentage of his duels in the second half helped to get Rangers up the pitch, even if he didn't manage to do that um, in the first half. As I said, I think it was one in nine duels he won in the first half and then five and eight in the in the second. Yeah. 
Um, Ziggs the Wolf says, I really hope Hollander uh, comes back. Uh, I've sort of given up hope with regards to that. And there was a comment that came in. Uh, he says, uh, even before, uh, from this comment coming, even before Hollander's foot injury, he needed rotated more than a rotisserie chicken. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Uh, maybe slightly hungry, right enough. But um, yeah, I think uh, Ben Davis, I thought, was... Uh, was really good uh, yesterday for for Rangers. They've certainly, hopefully, that Golden Davis partnership can steer clear uh, of injury because it is a uh, it's much better than uh, what we've had to endure uh, yeah. this season. But injury, of course, has ravaged the squad, especially in defence. Uh, let's get to one or two more comments coming in. Uh, Alan McInnes gets in touch. Uh, he says, good morning, lads. I think the game changed when our midfield worked out who should be pressing who when Celtic were on the ball. Uh, great to see Kent score uh, as well. I think that's a, a valid point Alan raises there. I think Celtic, we all knew how, how they how they approach games, don't we, Joshua, with that, that intense start. Um, the sort of game plan goes out the window somewhat when they score after uh, an error so early on in the game. Yeah. But what Rangers grew into the game, Lundstrom, of course, uh, never covered himself in glory for that that opening goal. But I thought after that he sort of battled well. He, he was uh, flying into uh, challenges. Um, Kamara, not I think it's fair to say he's not he's not been uh, at his best for some time now. But he wasn't the worst player on the park either. And um, I think Rangers did grow into the game after that, especially second half. They came out obviously and got. A, a bit of a rollicking from the manager. Yeah, and, and I thought Tillman as well actually did uh, pretty well in that uh, number eight position. Obviously, I think we had a piece on a couple of days ago uh, looking at why Beale maybe wants to play him slightly deeper despite the fact that he's been a bit of a difference maker for Rangers in the final third. found it really interesting that he opted to go for two strikers. Um, again, I, I think that's um, a game where, you know, we're always looking for differences between Gerrard and Beale naturally because you're trying to work out, well, how much influence did you have maybe on a match day or was it just on the training pitch or what, what's the difference between their ideas? And I think yesterday, like Aberdeen away, Buell spoke about his staff having a fresh pair of eyes uh, on these types of games and then maybe allowing him to, to approach that in a slightly different way. Um, I thought it was a bold decision to go with that rather than a, a midfield three, including Jack, but maybe that comes into the fitness of, of that midfield three as well. He knew that he'd have to replace um, one of them. Um, but, but, but again, I don't know if, if Gerard would have done that, um, uh, given the, his team selection in these types of games beforehand. Um, yeah. His team also probably looked a little bit better off the ball. Bill spoke about those unopposed turnovers, which uh, which caused the first goal. But then the flexibility of the front three as well. Um, Derek, I know I'm going away from your midfield comment, but that's something that is, is a little bit boring. But it's interesting to me because, again, I thought... What, Take Ryan Kent as an example. You know, we put out a tweet last week that was showing his um, the passes he, he received uh, under uh, Beal compared to under Van Bronckhorst. Um, I, I think he's at his best not only when he has to stay central, but when he can go in anywhere. And you see that for for his equalising goal, where at points he is good coming off the left. Although, as we said yesterday, he's been trying that shot for four years and not been successful. Yeah. Again, Sakala in the first half, he's on the left wing. In the second half, he's on the right wing. I, I think that keeps... Range is unpredictable. And to go back to that comment, I, I definitely agree with um, uh, the, the comment that the midfield worked out who to press because they were blocking the passes into McGregor. But I think because Celtic were able to, they kept their fullbacks quite wide as opposed to bringing them inside the pitch. And they're able to play around Rangers quite a lot and get that free man, whether it was O'Reilly or Hatati on the ball so often without um, really managing to get beyond the defence. Because I, I can't think of a save that McGregor really had to, to make. The same for the other side with, with Joe Hart. I can't think of too many saves he had to make aside from tipping that um, Kent uh, 
shot onto the post, um, yeah. which, which incidentally was quite a good okay. shot. Event. But, but I mean, Kent's goal, I think it has a, a, a expected goals of 0.04 and a post shot expected goals of 0.72. So it was a really good strike. Um, and I, I, again, we've, we've not seen that from him that much. But that looked to me like a player who was more confident as well. And it's the type of old uh, old firm performance you were used to seeing him up to up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, lots of questions come in regarding transfers. Uh, William gets in touch after these few games under Beal so far. How many new players do you think we need in January and how many do you expect? What positions are priorities uh, for you? Uh, and Jack Joyce uh, on, on the back of that says, uh, do you guys think we'll have at least one signing before our next game? Uh, well, Michael Beal was asked about um, uh, surgery in his post-match press conference. Uh, I'll read you what he said. He said that I definitely want to bring in players, but they've got to be the right players. He touched on the players we mentioned. He wants him back, the injured ones. Uh, if we can add two or three more to it, then we could have a second team as good as the first team that was out there today. And then it's uh, game on inside the building. You have to earn your search. I think in the last few weeks, people have played regardless. None of you knows whether I fancy these players or not because they are the players I've got. Uh, they've gone and got the results up until today. They were three minutes away from getting a good result and I think that should maybe move people's minds a bit because Celtic are a very good team. All of their players are not top and all of ours are not rubbish. That's not right. Two good teams played a good game of football today. We've got good players. Uh, they have to show themselves in the best light collectively and individually. Um, so he wants to add two or three, Joshua. Do you think... Uh, Rangers are able to do that and you expect to see new faces in before their next in action? Well, their next in action what, on Sunday, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Sunday at four o'clock, which is a bit of a strange kickoff yeah. time. Um Absolutely. Beale said Beale said um he has some players in mind. So again, he's not hiding from the fact that he wants <laughs> yeah. to bring players in. Uh, yeah. which is one of the interesting things about his um his press conferences. Where the Rangers need players, obviously in the midfield, as, as we keep kind of repeating, not only because of depth, but I think just quality and the type of player that Rangers need in there. Um, I agree with you, Derek. I thought watching it back, Lundstrom actually had a pretty good game after that um, kind of half-hour mark. I think Kamara still a work in progress, but everyone knows his quality under Beal. For me, he's someone who probably needs to have a good six months. I, I think his long-term future is away from Rangers because you've you just got to freshen things up. It's the same with Kent and Morel as it, 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 at times. Um, Either you need to change the starting eleven gradually, or probably more drastically. And Rangers are maybe in the the latter camp because um, of the just because of where they are, the number of new players in that starting eleven yesterday um, compared to to a few seasons ago. But the, the midfield is, is is the obvious area. The fact that he has some players in, in mind is interesting. He was kind of alluding as well, I think, in that answer there to the fact that now you'll have. Um, more more ability to to put more focus on that now that the the old firm game um, is out of the way. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if it was before um, next Sunday, given there's a lot of the window to go. He, the fact that he said he doesn't want short term um, signings is, is a positive um, because last season you could understand it. I think in in, in hindsight, where Rangers were um, in certain competitions, everyone thought the rebuild was going to come in in the summer. It was about maybe getting. To the summer, the January wind was obviously notorious, notoriously uh, difficult. This yeah. year, it's completely different. It's the start of a start of a new cycle, a new manager coming in, and and um, yeah, again, interesting. He's saying you don't know which of these players I like. I, I think he will be ruthless uh, because he he has to be wants to be successful. I'm sure more than he yeah. wants to be loyal to players who aren't going to take him where he needs to be. I, I thought that game yesterday showed where this squad are. They've got 
ability. Um, Beale said you can't really question their their character. That um, and, and coming from behind and looking at the big games they've won in the, in recent years, but as everyone knows, it it needs real refreshing and rebuilding in some areas. Yeah, uh, some comments coming in with regards to uh, Ross Stewart. World Boxing Channel gets in touch. Hi, guys. Uh, Ross Stewart to Rangers, any truth in that? Uh, there are monitorings that, that Rangers are one of a number of clubs uh, monitoring his situation. Brentford uh, are another, as uh, there's a host of championship clubs as well. Uh, contract talks at Sunderland have uh, had a bit of a snag there. Uh, he's got 18 months left on his deal, uh, scoring goals uh, for Sunderland, as is Ahmad Diallo, Joshua, uh, the pair of them uh, striking up a, a good partnership. Uh, bring him home is what I say uh, with regards to uh, Ahmad. Uh, but uh, Ross Stewart is an interesting one. We touched on this in the summer when he was linked, um, never materialised. Um, is he the sort of player that, that would work in this Rangers side, do you reckon? Is that an area of the pitch you would like to see strengthened in January? Yeah, maybe I guess if you've got Ruth Cholak, Morelos and, and Sakali, you do have a lot of players for those two positions, but it's not as if all those question marks surrounding more than a couple of those players. Um, Morelos is obviously a topic for another day, but I think he remains in a place where um, you, most people would rather that Kent's the one there's contract news on at the moment purely because um, I, I thought Morello, he needs to score those shots, doesn't he? I mean, that's the that's the kind of baseline, despite the fact that I think he did other good things in the game. And obviously for the first goal, it was kind of just a, a blind switch, as we touched yeah, on yesterday. Yeah. So th th there is some, I guess, um, indecision in, in the striking areas, what's going to happen up there. I've not watched much of Stuart, only when I've been watching the you know Diallo comp uh, completions that I see on Derek of him playing well. But it, it needs freshness. It, it definitely needs freshness. I think if you're looking at that starting eleven yesterday, um, Beale said before the game, there's not a lot of, if any players, that was their first old firm, maybe Ben Davies. Um, and that's obviously a positive in some regards because you want that experience, but you also want freshness. Um, and that has to come in, in January. And, and he said that he needs players that are going to be big players for Rangers for the next two to three years. That probably tells you the type of profile he's looking for. He's not looking for maybe more experienced players, which Rangers have. Um, but players like Tillman, who who are younger uh, and can come in and, and make an impact now, um, before Rangers make a profit on them in, in the future, because that's obviously the model that they they have to be successful and to be um, sustainable and, and keep that kind of talent um, belt going. Yeah, I like this comment from Blair Cockburn. He gets in touch. Uh, do you think Arebo might come back if Southampton get relegated? Of course, they're struggling at the bottom of the, the Premier League at the moment. Um, I've, I think that that ship has sailed Joshua, but that's it. Uh, if, if, if that opportunity could ever arise, I would love to see Joe back at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. I've, I've not followed him that closely, but I don't think it's gone quite to plan for him yet. Obviously, his moves that he moved for longer than six months has been a managerial change. Um, yeah, I, a strange one at that. Nathan Jones. I'm not entirely sure why uh, that, that that was a that was a strange appointment. I've got to say from from uh, from the outset, looking in after. Uh, Ralph Hassenhutl got got the bullet, but uh, yeah, struggling at the moment. Southampton, yep. I think I think what that's one of the reasons that Bill wants Tillman a bit deeper because do, do you know what? I, when I watched the Aberdeen game back, I, I totally missed how good Tillman was carrying the ball at the pitch. There was obviously for the Morelos chance. If you watch the ball, uh, watch the the lead up to that Morelos chance. Tillman gets the ball and beats three players. And I've watched it about five times, and I still can't work out what he actually does. But he's just so good with the ball at his feet. 
uh, and driving forward into space. Aribo, as much as I don't think he he ever became as much of a goal threat um, as Tillman is, and and I think will be for Rangers uh, by the you know maybe by the end of the season. What he was really good at, um, which I think Rangers have missed at points, was box to box driving Rangers forward. Something that Stephen Gerrard spoke about um, quite a lot, and I think that's why he wants to play Tillman slightly deeper. Um, But yeah, I hope I hope it uh, it goes a. Aribo is a better second half to the season than he has the first. As you say, Derek, the managerial change maybe doesn't help yeah. that. Because he did score a few goals when he first went there, but I can't say I've followed it um, yeah. that closely. He scored an absolute beauty in pre-season when it was, he almost uh, ran the full length of the park. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a, a typical uh, Aribo-esque goal. But uh, uh, hopefully it, it can uh, Southampton can get their act together. But yeah, they're, they're, they're in a sticky patch at the moment. Uh, Robert Robertson uh, making a point here, and I'll just address it because he says uh, lots of comments in about Tav as well, Derek, but you don't seem to want to answer them. We did touch on Tav a great deal yesterday in, in the Old Firm Reaction video, Robert. Um, listen, he's, he's out of form. I think everyone can see that. He's not 100%. Uh, I think uh, Adam Devine is certainly breathing down his neck at the moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think when you said Michael Beale needs to be ruthless, Joshua, I think Tavnir is certainly one that can't be resting on his laurels. Yeah, we obviously spoke about it yesterday. It was just, um, I, th- I think, was it last night we spoke about it? Um, yeah. he, yeah, again, watching the game back, I thought he had a couple of good headers at the back post. I think for either goal, which is obviously where it matters, um, you know, big question marks. Um, I, I probably agree with that that comment. I think he, I think that's been the case for a lot of the the season. Um, yeah. Also, I, I guess the defence comes into the fact that Tavernier has been one of these players that has, has carried this team um, through a lot of games when a number of other players have have, have been out of form or haven't been performing. Um, he's still got you know a decent, a pretty good uh, goal and assist return, even if uh, quite a few of those are penalties this season. But yeah, I think. You will be ruthless because just like uh, Tavernier, like any player in this team, there, there should be no guarantee about spaces, and that's what positions in the team, and that's what Beal has, has been suggesting that um, that, he, that he wants to create. I think Divine definitely will push Tavernier, who didn't have uh, a, a good game definitely overall, although it was a good penalty right into to the roof of the net. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously every player is going to have these games they're out of, when they're out of form. I think back to the semi-final uh, where I thought Tavernier had a really good game defensively at Hamden in April. He had a bad one yesterday. Um, I think he's improved as a, as a 1v1 defender, but definitely there was a couple of occasions, maybe three, because there was the, the obviously the goal, um, either goal, but then also the, the moment where Maeda got beyond him and flashed that ball across the face of goal that um, someone maybe should have converted for Celtic at the first post. It, it was interesting, actually, in, in the warm-up, um, watching the warm-ups yesterday, Maeda was kind of uh, taken away from the group and was doing some specific, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like 1v1 uh, work on the left-hand side Yes, um, and it, before the game started. It was not obviously an area that Celtic were targeting um, with those back post deliveries at the right-hand side. It's something they'd done in either of those games at, at Parkhead with... Um, Barisic and either of the old firm defeats uh, with question goals at the back post. So, yeah, I definitely think it was an area that they they targeted yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen, I think as Michael Beale said, uh, no one is safe and heading into January. Of course, it's time uh, that Rangers can uh, bring in uh, additions, new recruits. So it's going to be a very interesting month uh, ahead uh, for Rangers. Uh, that's for sure. There's no question about it. I think that uh, new faces 
are required. Um, okay, folks, that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone for getting in touch with the show as ever. It's very much appreciated. Uh, just a, a quick reminder, you can see the little ticker below. We've got that offer on the website where it's just a pound for two months worth of coverage. Uh, head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And a little banner on the screen as well. Um, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for free. Uh, over 10,500 subscribers, I, I think now, if I'm not mistaken. So thanks to each and every one of you uh, for doing just that. And as Bob Affit says, hit the like, fellas. Uh, absolutely helps out the channel a great deal. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Um, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.